All right, so I've got a special treat for you guys today. Um, if you're not aware, we as a church were planted 10 and a half years ago by, by the ARC, uh, Church Planning Association of Related Churches. Uh, we were referred to them through uh, our friends and connections that Pastor Marty had at the time at Gateway Church. And Gateway Church has continued to be, over the last now 10 and a half years, um, a significant source of not only friendship for us, but wisdom and guidance and so many rich relationships that we develop uh, within that community of faith over the years. And so this morning, um, Pastor James Morris and his wife, Bridget, are with us. Now, Bridget is the women's pastor for all the campuses, the ministry of Gateway. And then Pastor James is in the executive leadership area over all the ministries uh, of Gateway. And it's a special treat for us to have them with us this morning. So will you join me in welcoming Pastor James as he comes to deliver the word this morning to you. Hello, Pathway Church. I'm extremely excited to be here with you. I am honored. I've had a little time to get to know some of your staff here and the pastors, and what a phenomenal place. This is amazing. Pastor Marty and his wife, Julie, they're incredible people. And then hang out with Pastor Mark. Uh, you guys are blessed, right? It's blessed to have a great leadership and a great church to go to, to be in community and a place to serve the Lord like that. So uh, I'm excited for you, and uh, it's nice to be here at Pathway, but also in Longview. So I come from a long line of Longviewians. <laughs> My grandparents both lived in, uh, on both sides, lived in Longview, and both of my parents then obviously lived in Longview and went to Pine Tree High School, graduated from there. And then my cousins graduated from Pine Tree High School. They, uh, at one point, my uh, grandparents moved to Kilgore, so I kind of no, I was telling some people, though, I, I don't feel like I know Longview as well because I spent a lot of holidays here, but I was always, like, in the house the whole time with family. So I feel like I've been able to explore a little bit this week as we've been here. So great to be here. Great to be with all of you. Let me introduce my, as he said, my wife, Bridget. Bridget, why don't you stand up and just say hi? She is awesome and incredible. And then together we have three kids, Parker, Mitchell, and Bray. Parker is seven, Mitchell is five, and Bray, our little girl, is three. So Parker, Mitchell, and Bray, they are precious and sweet. Uh, just recently we were out and a country song came on and said, uh, what's a guy got to do to get a girl in this town? My seven-year-old boy said, ugh. I don't know what a guy has to do to get a girl in this town. <laughs> My five-year-old said, I do. You got to do something nice for her. So he's already prepared to do marriage conferences to teach people to do things nice to their spouse. So that's what you got to do to get a girl in this town, apparently. And, so, and then Bray, she is awesome, fantastic. She is always and Disney princess attire and fishing and doing things in the outdoors. So it's, it's fun. It's great to be with them. And uh, I'm enjoying being here with you guys in Longview. So today we're going to talk about blind spots. And uh, before I started the church, I was in business. And actually, when I was 15 years old, there was a guy that was extremely successful in business that started mentoring me. And the first thing he had me do is start memorizing scripture. 
And I was like, but I don't want to work at the church. I don't want to be in business. But he told me, no, if you want to be successful in business, then you need to memorize scripture. And he told me time after time that he's just used biblical principles and God's blessed his business. So I started memorizing scripture. I had a terrible memory when I started, but God just kept helping me along the way. And the more I did it, the easier it became. And so I was at one point then memorizing 100 to 200 scriptures a year. And the first scripture I memorized was Psalms 24.1. Then the second scripture I memorized was Psalms 54, 4 through 7. And that was the second passage. And that's what we are going to cover today. So we're going to look at those scriptures through the lens of blind spots. And so blind spot is simply a truth that you're unable to see. It's a truth that you're, you just don't see because it's a blind spot. And we have blind spots in the natural. We don't always see what's behind us because our eyes are in front of our head. So you can go up and smack someone in the back of your head and say, yep, you got a blind spot. See? <laughs> Told you. And so everyone kind of has blind spots. We all have things that we just don't see in ourselves, but others might see. One time in counseling, a lady said, uh, you know, people say I have this blind spot, but I just don't see it. <laughs> yeah, that's what a blind spot is. Exactly. What did you think the definition of a blind spot is? So we're going to just talk about blind spots and read through this passage and use it as a guideline to understand where blind spots come from and how to overcome them. So in Psalms 54, 4 through 7, it says, Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. He will repay my enemies for their evil. Cut them off in your truth. I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For you have delivered me out of all trouble, and my eye has seen its desire upon my enemies. Let's just look at the very first scripture, verse 4 now. And the, the first point is revelation of a blind spot. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. And in that, God is our helper. God knows all he is with us and he is our helper. And so, yes, we do have blind spots, but God is helping us and he can show us and help us reveal to us what those blind spots are. In John 16, 13, so God sends his Holy Spirit to be with us. In John 16, 13, it says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. God guides us and leads us into all truth. And so the revelation is that he helps us see it. He helps us see the blind spot. So he leads us and guides us into all truth. And uh, some cars actually have like a, what, like these new cars will have a, a blind spot monitoring. And so what it is sometimes, it'll have like a little light on a mirror that will tell you that something's in your blind spot. Like you don't see it because it's in your blind spot. And so the cars will just kind of light up. Well, there are times that the Holy Spirit just lighting up saying, oh, you got some unforgiveness over here. Whoa, you got, some, you got something over here. It's just a blind spot. And the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us to know where our blind spots are. At times I miss the Holy Spirit. And then Bridget tells me, hey, you have a blind spot here. And she helps and guides me. And sometimes it's just practical. I'll just go and be like, do you have some of my teeth? And she'll be like, yeah, you do. Get it. And then or she'll be like, X, Y, Z or something. And she helps me. But then other times... We'll just be talking to somebody who's just like, yeah, you know, you did come across a little harsh that way. You did come across a little whatever. And, and she helps me and guides me. Scripture said, behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. So yes, there is a sense that 
when if I'm doing the right thing and I'm honoring the Lord, then God is actually those that come along and help. He helps them as well. But also, could God actually be upholding Bridget's life to help me? That behold, God is my help, but the Lord is with those. So maybe she's he's with Bridget to help me because we are designed to operate in community. That's why God gives us community so that we can help each other and we can see things and we need to be open to say, speak into my life, help me in this area. Yeah, I, I need to know what's going on. I need you to speak into my life. And so we help each other. And the Holy Spirit does the exact same thing. He, he's leading and guiding you in all truth. And uh, our son, Parker, he, I mentioned him, he's the seven-year-old. When he was younger, uh, he would always know what's best and always thinks he could do everything by himself. And so there's this one time that he was climbing a tree and we were trying to help him, Bridget and I, and he was just saying, no, I got this. I got this by myself. No, leave me alone. I got this. So we kind of back up. He climbs the tree and he falls, hits the ground. Of course. Why didn't you help me? What happened? How come you didn't help me? But there are times that we're just going along and then we fall and we're like, how come you didn't help me? But there's been people trying to speak into our life. The Holy Spirit's been trying to speak into our life. And so we need to allow others to speak into our life. We need to allow God to be able to speak into our life. And so that will prevent us from having a blind spot. Number two is the root of a blind spot. Root of a blind spot. So one time, uh, or let me say this, I, I've had LASIK now. So all of you, I can see you quite well. So if you start nodding off, I'll know, I'll know. But I can see you all because I've had LASIK. But before, I wore glasses or contacts. So I set an appointment for my LASIK surgery, and it was like a month away. Well, my glasses had broke, and I was out of contacts. And so I thought, well, I could go do a whole nother prescription, buy contacts. I'll be good for a month. I'll be fine. And so uh, I was driving after that. And so I was driving, and there was this time that I was uh, going, and there was this guy that got behind me, and he was just honking his horn, flashing his lights. He was riding right on my tail, and I, he'd, everywhere I went, he went, and I thought, man, what did I do? I must have seriously done something wrong to offend this guy. Maybe I cut him off. I don't know what I did. I don't know what happened. And I'm driving, and he just keeps following me. He keeps flashing his lights, and I'm having... Uh, like going around thinking, I can't lose him. So I come to a four-way stop, and there's, I was supposed to go straight. There was a little neighborhood to the right, and so I thought, I'm just turning off into the neighborhood so he'll just keep going and leave me alone. So I turn off into this neighborhood, pull in front of a house. He followed me. He all of a sudden gets out of his car and starts walking up. I'm having all those Christian thoughts like, uh-oh, we're about to fight. <laughs> That's it. We're going we're to throw down right here. And I, I was like, well, he, from what I can tell, he's blurry, but he looks like a good-sized man. Maybe I should throw the first punch. <laughs> Better my odds or something. So he, he starts walking up, and now, so I take off my seatbelt because I was a little bit responsible. Take off my seatbelt, step out, start walking back, take two steps, look up, and I'm, Dad? <laughs> it was my dad. He was just trying to get my attention the whole time. He was like, James, what are you doing? I've been following you. I've been tracking you down, and... You, you just kept going. I was like, yeah. And I tried to play it off cool because I didn't want to tell him I couldn't see anything. Yeah, because I'm driving blind. What do you think? I wasn't going to tell him that. And so I was like, well, 
yeah, I just wanted to make sure I can get to a good safe spot to talk to you, Dad. <laughs> right? There was a truth there. But because I couldn't see it, because I didn't know, I assumed certain things and I handled the situation a certain way. But it's because I didn't know the truth. There was a, a specific truth there that I was blocked from because I couldn't see. Truth is, he had no evil intentions, nothing that he was going to attack me. He wasn't mad at me. He had something nice to say, but I didn't know. And so I mishandled the situation because I couldn't see. It's a blind spot. So then you go into the next scripture. Uh, Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with us upon my life. He will repay my enemies for their evil. And sometimes we're like, yes, revenge is sweet. Get them, God, strike them down. But God isn't about revenge. The enemy is about revenge. The enemy is about revenge. God is about avenge, which avenge means like the Avengers means to make something right. God is about making things right. He's not about revenge. And so he even says in scriptures, the vengeance is mine, that we're not supposed to be about revenge. We're not trying to get back at people. But he says, he will repay my enemies for their evil. So what's the repayment? Is it slap them down? Is it something like that? No, it is. He will cut them off from your truth, your capital Y, God's truth. He will cut. They will be cut off from God's truth. They will be separated from God's truth. They won't be separated from God. They'll be separated from his truth that they won't be able to see some of God's truth. And so if there's truth all around me of God's truth and then suddenly it's like that there could be, I could be cut off in an area and I just can't see the other side. But God's truth is on the other side. I just can't see what's on the other side because I've been cut off in a area. And sometimes this, you can meet great people and you're like, man, they're awesome. They're fantastic people. They're great life group leaders. They're this and that. But they just have this one spot. And it just seems maybe just in that one spot, they've been cut off in an area that they just don't see as clearly God's truth, that they, they're missing some of it. I've been I've missed some of it. There, there's a lot of God's truth that God keeps opening up my eyes to help me see it. In John, uh, actually in Mark uh, 4.23, it says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Then he said to them, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured back. To, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. For whoever has to him, more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away. If you reject God's truth, more of God's truth will be taken away. If you accept God's truth, He'll give you more truth. He'll give you more truth, that you'll gain truth, God's truth, the more that you accept his truth. Let's just do a practical example. There are times that maybe Pastor Marty is up here preaching and preaching just biblical word of what, what the Bible says. And there are times that we think, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't think I should really have to witness to people. I'm, I'm an introvert. I shouldn't have to do that. And the, or he might be talking about the building or something like, and talking about giving, he's like, that's not for me. But when we reject God's truth, 
we could be cut off, removed from some of God's truth. But whenever we accept God's truth and uh, he says something, we're like, that's in the Bible? I got to find that out. That's fantastic. I need to learn that because if that's God's truth, then there is life in the word of God. There's life in God's truth. This is here to help me. God gives us these truths to help us. And so I, can, I want to explore that. I want to go deeper in that because I want to know that, the, that all that God has for me. I don't want to be blocked off in a certain area. I don't want to be hindering myself because of something. I want all that God has for me. And so I will search out the word. I will, I will do whatever I need to do to seek the word of God so that I may accept all truth. God does not condemn us by making us blind. We blind ourselves by rejecting him and then Satan contributes to it. So there are times that we're like, you know, I'm hearing this and I'm like, yeah, I can name a few people. You know, I can, I can pick a few people that. There's definitely a certain blind spot here. Or there's definitely a, a blind spot there. You know, that lady at work is kind of, she's got some blind spots. And we might be thinking of some things. Let me put it in this context. It's not just a person. It's not a, it's not, you think if I can just explain something practically, logically, then eyes will be open. But there's a spiritual side to this. There's, that w there's actually, we're worrying, or we are worrying in the, on the spiritual. In Ephesians 16, 6, 10, it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. We're warring in the spiritual. This is a spiritual fight. This is a spiritual reason why we're not seeing the truth. It's not like, oh, I just didn't see it. That there's a spiritual reason for that. But God actually has defeated, even in the, on the spiritual realm, it says in Colossians 2.14, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So God's done the work, but we have to still war it spiritually. We have to take dominion where he's given us dominion. And we have to stand for what he's given us. And so we, we are to do that. So we have blind spots. I have blind spots. We, we need community to help us in the blind spot. But we might see somebody and think, oh, yeah, I, I can see they, how they have a, a blind spot. We have this couple in our church that are fantastic couple, and they're volunteers. And uh, I was talking to them. They told me this story. So to protect them, I'll make up names. So let's say it's John and Allison. So John started becoming convinced his wife was losing her hearing. Like, she's, I keep talking to her and she just doesn't hear me. So he's convinced of it. So one day, she's in the kitchen and she's chopping up some stuff and working on some things. And he thought, you know what, I'm going to test it. She can't hear me, I'm just going to test this. So he stands on the other side of the room and maybe like 20 feet away or something and said, what did I say her name is? Allison? Allison, what are we having for dinner? No response. Proof. Moves up, closes the distance about halfway, maybe 10 feet, and says, Allison, what are we having for dinner? No response again. Goes to about five feet. Allison, what are we having for dinner? No response a third time. He's proved his case in his mind. So he goes right behind her. 
Allison, what are we having for dinner? Allison's chopping. John, for the fourth time, I told you we're having chicken and vegetables. <laughs> he was convinced she was losing her hearing. It wasn't him that was losing her, his hearing. It, I mean, it wasn't her. It was him that was losing his hearing. But he was convinced it was her. Sometimes we're convinced that they're the one with the blind spot. They're the one with the problem. It's got to be them. But it could be us. It could be us with the blind spot. It could be us, the one that is missing something. And so he was convinced. She, was the, she had perfect hearing. He didn't. And so scripture says, don't look at the speck in somebody else's eye when you have a log in your eye. And so just don't assume everybody in the world is wrong. Maybe that God's using them to, to show you something new, to show you a new truth. So number one was revelation of a blind spot. Number two was the root of a blind spot. Number three is breaking a blind spot. We're going to talk about breaking a blind spot. In Psalms 54 verse 6, it says, I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. When we worship God, we go to him in complete humility and just say, God, you are so good. And in that, we can recognize just how God he is and how human we are. And it helps to, to work on our, our pride and when we're truly worshiping him. But the way that we break down a blind spot is by repenting with humility and asking God, who is the helper to help us, who leads us and guides us in all truth. So he helps us. So whenever we go to God and we just say, Lord, I know I'm not perfect. I know I have issues, but Lord, help me in this. Lord, I, I give you everything, but Lord, speak to me. I want your truth. I don't want to be limited in any way. John 9 verse 35 says, And Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, that those who do not see may see. Before Adam, uh, when Adam and Eve first came, they saw everything. They were, they were living in God's truth. When they were deceived and sin entered the world, that's when blind spots entered. And God's, Jesus says, I come so that those that don't see, they can see now. That they will be able to see. And that those who see may, may be made blind. Then some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words and said to him, Are we blind also? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, We see, therefore your sin remains. The sin remains because of their pride that they have it all together. The, the Pharisees were like, no, no, we weren't born like those people. We're different than those people. We've lived different. And he says, your sin remains. But those that come to him with, and just say, Lord, I need your grace. But those that reject his grace, like, no, 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 we're good. We don't need your grace. He's saying, your sin remains. But if we say, Lord, we need your grace. We, we don't have this together. We need your grace. He says, your sins are forgiven. Yeah, absolutely. Your sins are forgiven. When you have pride, then you don't need grace because you think you have, all, you have it all together. And that's why scripture talks about the pride comes before the fall. But we should just come to God with all humility and just say, Lord, we need you. We need you. And when we do that, 
and we're repenting, then God, the, our blind spots spot start falling and we, we enter into worship and God starts revealing his truth to us. Number one is re revelation of a blind spot and that's God is the revealer. Number two, root of a blind spot. Number three, breaking a blind spot. And number four is compassion for a blind spot. Psalms 54 verse seven says, for he has delivered me out of all trouble and my eye has seen its desire upon my enemies. God's delivered us out of all trouble and my eye has seen its desire upon my enemies. But we just talked about enemies. And enemies, that word enemies actually means uh, where there's one of hostile tension. And, and we have hostile tension. It's not just like, oh, they're evil because they, these are the heathens. No, there's, there are people that we just have hostile tension between us and them. And so he says that uh, he will pay, uh, that my eye has seen its desire upon my enemies. He, but we just talked about enemies. And enemies, what happens? They're, they are cut off in his truth. And so when we see that and we see what could happen, then that should give us complete compassion for others. Saying, listen, I, I don't want that. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. I don't want anyone to be missing from some of God's truth. I don't want that. Even from a practical side, if we are cut off in any way of God's truth, it, let, let's say that somebody is speaking against me or something, uh, and it's just not right, and they, they could be cut off from the truth. Just from a practical side, if they're cut off, that's going to hurt our relationship even more. It's going to hurt them even more. And so I should have compassion, say, I don't want that for you. And that we should be proactive to go to people and say, listen, if I've offended you, I'm sorry. Whatever I've done, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want anything from on your side or my side that we should be able to go to them in love and compassion and prevent that. Matthew talks about that you must go to those that have offended you and, and there's a process for that. But we're, we are built to be in community. And so we don't need to be getting offended at each other and raising more blind spots. We need to be going to people and say, listen, if there's an offense, please, let's work it out. Let's get together. Let's, if I've messed up, I've messed up many times. So let me just work it out with you. If there's, a, if there's something that's separating us, then let's work that out. Let's fix that. I have a friend that is named Preston Morrison. So Preston Morrison worked at Gateway Church for many years, and then he actually left Gateway to go start Gateway in Scottsdale. He, and so it's another uh, church plant that we did. So with Preston Morrison, uh, it was me, him, my dad, and then my brother, Josh. So we went to this like hunting camp and we went there and it's out in the middle of nowhere. And there were these two campers there. And so it was really cold that weekend and we were there. We we're just going to get away. And uh, so Josh and my dad said, hey, we'll take one camper. Preston and I took the other camper. And there's no electricity or anything. And so what we would do is that we'd have propane and it had these burners that we would light the burners to heat up the whole camper. This was like a four burner night. So we had to light all four burners because it was freezing cold. And I don't remember how cold it was, maybe in the teens, maybe single digits, I don't know. And so uh, I go to sleep. It's not that long after that the burners burn out. Propane runs out. So what do I do? 
I just get up and go to the other camper. And I slept great. And I was sleeping in the other camper. And during that, Preston, my friend, was just freezing. He's sitting there shaking all night and he's just so cold. And he said he took out all of his clothes out of his bag and he's just like laying them on top of him, just trying to do everything he can to stay warm. And he had this thought the entire night, if James can do this, I should be able to do this. If James is over there and he's toughing this out, I should be just fine. And so he's sitting there and he's so cold all night, just shivering and he's not sleeping at all. So the next morning I, I walk over there and I go in the camper. Hey man, it's cold in here. <laughs> oh, his face was like, oh, you mean you have not been in here this entire time? You've been in the warm camper? I stayed in there thinking that if you could do it, I could do it. He was not happy. So what should I have done? I should have had compassion for him. It was like, hey, buddy, burners are out. I'm going to the other camper. But I didn't do that. Well, he's a friend, but we need to uh, have compassion for others that if there is something against anyone, that we can go to them and say, hey, I just want to address this with you. I want to handle this with you. I want to be above reproach. I want to talk this through because I want God's best for you. I want God's best for me. I want God's best in every area right now. And so let's just, let's talk it through. Let's talk it through. So God is our helper. He'll lead us and guide us. He will lead us and guide us. God has put us in community so that we can help each other, so that others can help us, so that we can help others. We are to go to God and realize that we don't want in anyone in, to get cut off in any way, but that we go to him and we worship him and we praise him. And then we have compassion for others that we will diligently pursue resolution. We will diligently pursue God's grace in that area and help them and we'll get helped as well. I just want to take a moment. I want to pray for you. So if you don't mind just closing your eyes and bowing your heads. God, you are such a good God. You are faithful. You are our helper. You are with us in every moment and you deliver us out of all trouble. Lord, I pray for your blessings and favor on every person in here. Lord, I pray that they will have the ability to have hard conversations if they need to, and, but they will be able to do it with love and grace that it won't be in any attack on any person. But Lord, I just pray that you fill every person with your love and grace. And Lord, if we have a blind spot, we ask you to speak to us, reveal that to us. Lord, so that we can accept your truth and you can trust us and give us more truth. Lord, we want your truth. You've put us here on this earth for a reason and we need you. We need your truth. Lord, thank you for what you're doing. I pray your blessings on every person in here. In Jesus' name, amen.